But I also needed to figure out if I even wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I didn't want to like buy some software and buy all this expensive equipment. You know what I mean? And then pop in and be like, and then know, not even like, oh, do you it. know, maybe it's like because because uh, if I'm not if if I'm not having fun and I'm not feeling some passion behind it, mm-hmm. then I'm probably you know when it comes to that. Like yeah. I have my main gig. I work at FedEx Ground. I've been with them for eight years. Like, and then I'm you know I'm a dad and and I do that. And this was something that I wanted to do on the side. And if it turned into something that was uh, that blew up because I enjoy doing it, and I was like, "Cool!" And I started off, and I fucking love it, bro. You love like, it. Ladies and gentlemen, sit back, relax. I am Podcast Poppy, and you are tuned into a brand new episode of Quarter Life Crisis, starting right now. Yeah, man. I, I mean, like, I'm a social butterfly. Like, I love meeting new people. Like, like our interaction. Mm. You know, like, just just the the odds of us ever meeting and talking. Yeah. Slim to none. Yeah. Unless this thing happened, which is pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. No, I mean, it's this is a dope way to uh, build community. Yeah, and, it's badass. Uh, and, like, you know, get different perspectives on things. And Yeah. Hell it's yeah. cool if I fuck with this, right? Yeah, fuck okay. yeah, bro. Move <laughs> I'm that like, shit around, dude. Live your life. Live I'm your a, life. I'm a, I'm just like a fidgety person in general. Yeah, yeah. Move like around. I'm always fidgety. Like I'm always like trying to like move around or find something to occupy yeah. my time. It's probably like ADHD. I don't whatever, know. Whatever, whatever you got to do, bro, to be comfortable. <laughs> you, Appreciate you do that. it. I'm always moving around as well. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you're gonna see me fucking with this a couple yeah. times, and I'll I, I like adjust readjust. I had to get this. I gotta get another one, but I gotta have the spinny chair. Like I'm always like, you know. Oh I'm yeah, moving around. Yeah, you know, now that you mention it, a spinny chair would be nice. <laughs> Fucking spinny chair would be great. Yeah, a spinny chair would be I know, nice. I gotta, gotta, gotta do the investment and get some other stuff. You know, nah, man. Because I just started the stoop. You gotta, yeah, you gotta do it first, though. Yeah. Like you said, you gotta do it first. Like you don't want to. Go out and get a spinny chair for your guests, and then you might be like, you know what? I fucking hate having guests. Yeah. Now I just <laughs> have know? a spinny chair right. for no reason. I don't right. have an office, but right. <laughs> but it's badass, dude. I'm not gonna lie. I love it. I think I'm. I think I'm gonna. I have no intention of of stopping. Not of not I mean? doing it. And like, uh, I don't know. Like sitting down and having like critical conversations and, mm-hmm. and diving into. To, you know different people's culture and experience and just listen to their thoughts and their opinions like that shit is hell of fun right you know i think i uh yeah i agree i started smoking weed when i was really really young and there's been a couple times where <laughs> yeah like, didn't we all yeah right <laughs> and and you smoke and you get into conversations that are like inception almost mm-hmm. like i'm talking layers deep yeah and i fucking love those and then i've always been like i i, I saw i seek out people who you can do that in sobriety yeah those are those are so fun right you know what i mean when you can really like drill it down you know it's funny that you say that because i used to have that i mean i, I mean i probably still have have uh, certain remnants of that but when i was in high school like right. i used to go to house parties a lot uh-huh. and that was like a thing that i started getting known for like you know like we started getting fucked up and people would be like if you end up talking to if you end up talking to Troy, you're gonna be talking to him for like two hours or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And then people yeah. would like talk to me and like in the Look middle of a house party, mouth. and they'd be like, "Wow, you know what? Yeah, wow, yeah, like this is a really good conversation. Like I've never told anybody that before, shit. You yeah. know, to the point where like you know, if I saw people at a house party, they start drinking, be like, "Hey, stay the fuck away from me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do not and like don't do that thing that you do. And I'm like, what thing? Yeah. If he's do? on the back deck, don't go out there, bro. You'll never come <laughs> back into the party. Yeah. I I mean I don't know. I like talking to people. I think yeah. I've always enjoyed talking to people. Um, 
as I've gotten older though, like I think maybe when you talk to too many people about too many different things, you realize that you can't have a conversation with everybody about everything because sometimes that'll like bite you in the ass or sometimes, you know, uh, people take things that you say out of, you know, being genuine and, and and just kind of wanting to expand on perspectives and take it, twist it and then tell other people about it. And then other people know about a conversation that they weren't even part of. Start to get like educated on knowing your audience. Yeah. When you're speaking. Yeah. Reading the room. So really important. So being in music, I mean, do you kind of have to, if let's hypothetically say you're not, a social butterfly you don't like these mm-hmm. interactions and stuff like that yeah is that could that turn into a roadblock i mean you must be seeing and meeting and you know what yeah. i'm saying like networking like crazy yeah i mean i'd imagine that like once you're once you're bigger like once you're you know a superstar or whatever um and you're doing tours and you're and you're hitting radio stations and and you're talking to journalists and stuff mm-hmm. sometimes i would imagine that it probably gets a little mundane right and so after a while you're uh your answers or your conversations start to become robotic, like you said, because you're just doing it so often. Yeah. Um, that it's you like know, scripted you just almost, you, almost like scripted, like but not scripted. It's just like you do it enough times to the point where, like, I'm sure you know some people who maybe start off as social butterflies doing yeah. music, they start to get to the point where they fucking hate doing interviews, oh, yeah. which you hear about all the time. Yeah, you, you hear see about artists in fame that, that close off. Yeah. Big yeah. Time. Yeah. Big you time. Hear, yeah you hear about that or all fucking the time. Snap. Yeah, you know what I mean, they don't. Yeah, they don't. You know, if it's like, like you know, Mariah, I've seen Mariah Carey it or something like that. You know, and go yeah, crazy. Tom yeah, Cruz no, I've it. I've seen that happen where it's like, you know, somebody's sick of the same questions or whatever, and yeah. they're like, "Do you do your research?" <laughs> or yeah. like, you know, "Do you know anything about me?" Um, but I mean, I, you know, I would imagine that in with music, when you're constantly talking to people, um, no, nah, I, I don't. I, it hasn't happened with me. I right. mean, I'm still local, so, but there's still that aspect of like having to network with people and talk and try to connect with people. Um, but everybody's different. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the dopest thing about just humans and, and people in general is like, even if you have the same conversation, yeah, it's different. It's it's different. It's still different. Like you know, depending on who you talk to, because yeah. everybody has a different opinion Correct. and perspective. Um, you know, I mean, especially know. farther down the road as we get in age, because I think I saw that you're, you're 27. I'm 27. 27. Yeah, yeah I'm 28. Yeah. Okay. So like, as we get farther down in age and older, there's more experiences that mold our perspective. Right. So it's even funner because they be as we get older, they become much more different. You know, like sure. I feel I, I could be I could be wrong, but I feel like at a younger age, thoughts are a little more linear. You know, you're going to the same school, elementary, junior high, high oh, school, yeah. close quarters. Like, you know, the thought saying. process is a little more, is a little easier to contain. And then, you know, you're going into college, you're getting in the work world. And as you get older, you're, you're meeting different through, people yeah, who have lived different lives. And, and yeah. Yeah. So you're in Reno now. Mm-hmm, yeah. So right. where are you from originally? I'm from, I'm from the Bay area. So, yeah. but I mean, I've been in Reno since I was five. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah I've been. So in you're Reno local blood. I, oh, I'm from Reno. Yeah. You're local I'm from blood. Reno, but I mean, my whole family, still lives in the east bay yeah, yeah i used to up until i was you know a teenager or whatever i would every summer every holiday i was in the east bay you know right. what i'm saying so so what brought you out to reno my mom Your we mom? just couldn't stay in, yeah, yeah. we couldn't stay in the bay area because of you know, life happens or whatever yeah, yeah, and life i had sure. a grandpa who lived out here and he was like all right come come and live with us and i mean i was too young to care you know, I right. guess, but I mean, as you, as you grow up, especially when I I came here to Reno twenty two years ago, different, totally different Reno. So shit, I moved I moved here in two thousand and uh, 
16 for the first time. Oh, moved shit. Okay, to, so you're recently. Yeah, and then I moved back to California in 2018. Okay. And then I came back just in December uh-huh. of, of last year. Uh-huh. And uh, just in 2016. Totally to different right now. Is a, is a different, completely different place. Totally different city. It's wild. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. But, I mean, I guess to my point, I guess when you're young, and and the way Reno was like when when I first came up here, it was like when I would go back to the Bay Area to yeah. visit and stuff, and then come back to Reno. I go, oh, it's way cooler, way <laughs> it's cooler, way cooler over Bay. there. Like I go to the Bay Area and come back, I'm like, why don't we have this over yeah, there? Yeah. <laughs> why does this place have nothing? Yeah, yeah. You know why? How come there's so many pretty trees in California yeah. and we get you know sagebrush yeah, or whatever? Nothing. So when you're young, you know, when, as young as I was when I came over here, I there was like this huge uh, feeling of like, I need to get the fuck out of here. Right. This place sucks or whatever. But you know, you grow, you meet people, you go to school, you form relationships with people. And then, and then those become the things that are, that are important. Yeah. And then even more so, like when you're younger, you, you don't have a car, you don't right. have money, you know, so you're subject to what your, um, the people around you and your parents do um, as far as like, recreation or whatever Mm -hmm. so if they don't do a whole lot or you know they're not into a bunch of stuff of course you're gonna be like a victim of your environment for sure yeah yeah well i wouldn't say a victim i wouldn't like to call myself a victim well i I don't think anybody should call themselves a victim (laughs) but like you're actually a good point you're just like it's just like a circumstance you know what i'm saying like it's like you're part of that but even more so even if your parents are the type of people that do do stuff when you're young you know i'm saying you don't have a car so you can't experience so i don't really know what reno was like before I started like Moving like high school, like like in the middle of high school, because yeah. then I started, you know, uh, experiencing different shit. Yeah. So, uh, yes, but like once I graduated high school and I was able to do all those things independently, then you start to see, you know, yeah. when you're driving places, yeah, yeah. going meeting people who aren't just at your high school, you start to kind of catch a vibe. But but also, right when I got out of high school is when Reno started booming differently. I uh, I mean, I like like I said, I'm recent, so I've really only lived here a total of like maybe like almost three years now but i love reno oh I grew, yeah. to, I grew to love it pretty quick but i was also out here after the boom yeah but so you start to move you start to move independently you start to you know you start to uh, uh you know fill your database of your own experiences right. reno doesn't really seem like i could be wrong correct me if i'm wrong but like a hub for music so how did that how did this you said it, do- it doesn't seem like a hub. Yeah, I don't know. It's not. It's not a hub, but it's not really a hub for anything. And that's just that's just a small, small, small. Is I don't know if that's a word, but that's just a small city thing, you yeah. know. But I mean, that's that's what it is, man. I think that the the reason why, not the reason, but like a lot. So the thing about Reno is a lot of people here are transplants from somewhere else. Correct. A lot of them I've are transplants from somewhere else. Obviously, you know, a majority of the people who live here are locals and, you know, their parents lived here or whatever. But a lot of people are transplants and they're transplants from mostly California. Yeah. You know, mostly California. Yeah, and so from that rent. Right. right <laughs> running, yeah. Yeah. California is constantly running from rent. Rent and taxes. Uh, yeah. Well, it, so I so I guess that's part of it. I think that the reason why there's so many people in Reno, let's just say from the 2000s, yeah. you know, on um, that have wanted to create a music scene here are people who did live in California or, or, or were old enough to experience what it's like to be a neighbor of California and seeing all the innovation musically oh, yeah. and all the artists and stuff that have come from California, namely Northern uh, California, 
uh, but California in general, yeah. and not necessarily having an identity ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, when when it first started, you know, wanting to start something. Yeah. Uh, you know, because West Coast is notorious for for popping up completely new identities. I mean, yeah. such unique artists have yeah. come out of there. I think it's just always been hard for Reno because, like you said, there, it's not a hub for music, right. and so, and and you know, there's nobody known. Um, mm. that well, like you know, worldwide. I'm sure there are some some people who are really you know. I think great. the only person I know of is Mike Stud. Do you know who that is? Mike Stud. I think isn't that's his name? Mike Stud. He's a white boy. He's yeah, but Mike Stud is not from Reno. He's not from here. Mike Stud is not from Reno. Oh, no, I thought he was from Reno. No, no? I think that oh. maybe he had some close ties with okay. some of the fraternities here. Or that's something. what it was. So when I moved here in 2016, you must have saw Mike Stud at the. Well, I just, I actually, ironically, I moved into this complex and I moved in with like three random UNR students. I just, I got promoted from FedEx and I just moved out here Mm -hmm. and these guys were all about Mike Studd and Mm -hmm. I think that's what it was. They were in a fraternity and I think Mike Studd might've had a close tie with that fraternity. I think that's what it was. I think I remember hearing something like that because he did a show here one time that Mm -hmm. was thrown by a fraternity. Right. And the fraternity threw it, and they got him on because they had a, a relationship. Yeah, with him. he was just super. He was super well known. Yeah. So if you if you if you minus my, Mike Stud, you don't know anybody. Yeah, but there really. there are people here that have popped like uh, in their own way for sure. But I think that the reason why there's been this, I don't know, I don't want to call it a renaissance, but like this, you know, huge. Uh, sure, let's call it a renaissance. Like huge renaissance boom. of people doing music here oh, is because yeah, yeah. that you know there's so many people who have always wanted to create something here yeah. and have tried to create something here because even though it you know it is cool to be somewhere else mm-hmm. where music is is a possible thing right. like LA or you know San Francisco, New York, Atlanta like a huge like a big big market. Yeah. I mean it is pretty uh, it's, it is something to think about if you can think okay, can I take a place that has no name to yeah. take it and, and give it a name. It's interesting cuz cuz there's so many like, you know, there's so many hotels here. It's obviously not Vegas, but there's mm-hmm. still, there's tons of shows. There's yeah. a lot of attractions. There's mm-hmm. always something going on. Like, you know, there's festivals and there's just a lot, you know, street vibrations and hot August nights. And, you, you know, there are things so that attract a lot of people. So you're saying like it should be people. an attraction? I would think, I mean, yeah, I would I, think there's, but I there's think just the, so much going on. I think the reason is the fact that it, it's the type of market that doesn't, uh, that doesn't, there's not a huge return on investment because right. like it's it's a lot of money to book an artist. So if an artist comes out here, they're gonna getting booked by a promoter and the promoter has to pay so much money. Right. And, you know, depending on who that artist is, because of just the way Reno is set up, like the demographic here, yeah. it could be a hit or miss. Like, you know, yeah, that person like might it, not make money if they that come makes here. Sense. That's so Reno a lot of the time is like a place where big artists come if they're already close like yeah. on like like GSR you'll see people that are just they're just coming through. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I they're mean, yeah. they're coming through but they're on their way somewhere else. They'll and hit so a show real quick. I think that's been part of it. Um but in terms of like just, you know, people popping from here, we don't, there is no you know, there are there's no names. Yeah. That, you know, so there's no reference point. There's no labels out here. There's no huge managers or, or, yeah. or, or publishers out here. So like in order to to catch the eye of and, and that's the thing with music, is like if you wanna get big in music, you have to catch the eye or ear of somebody who can do something for you. Yeah. And unfortunately there's nobody here in Reno that that would happen right. on the likeliness by accident. Of the likeliness of you yeah of you being in the in the yeah. The presence of someone's eyes or ears, like you said, is, is much smaller. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so what got what got you into this? What got you into the got to me music? into music? Yeah, what got you into what music? What got me into music was just the fact like when I was younger, I I 
I think when I discovered hip hop, yeah. I was just like, yo, like hip hop is so tight because who I was, grew up. Who was the banger when you first, who was like, who was the first like artist I was like, that you fell in love with? That I, the first artist yeah. that I fell in or, love or with. Or in, in your early times of, of falling in love with music. Well, so, so my mom used to listen to country uh-huh. and classic rock and I, and I was raised by my mom. So, right. uh, that's all I used to listen to. And then I started making friends who were like, you know, black, brown yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And they were like, what the fuck are you listening yeah, yeah. to? And then they put me on to hip hop. And so, um, that's, you know, that's when I was like, yo, what this yeah. shit is <laughs> crazy. Like, like this is so cool. Yeah. Why, like, why has nobody ever shown this to me? And I think the song that made me go, Oh, Oh, like hip hop's here to stay. Like I need to get into, not get into this, but like yeah. I wanted to immerse myself in it was, uh, break your neck by Busta Rhymes. Dude. Yes. Yeah. That was that's the song. Gra- that was the song. song. That was the song that I heard when I went. This this is just this is just better than yeah. anything that I've heard. It was it was it was so cool. That thing's like an anthem, right? When you turn it on. Yeah. Yeah, I love that song. I love that song. And so you know, then once I started like immersing myself in it by constantly listening to it and like trying to learn all the new you know people that I had missed out on or whatever. After doing that. Then I was like, okay, like, am I like, like I, I was always pretty good with words when, yeah. like, as a kid, like, great with spelling, great with reading, and and you know, so w- with those things, like, you have the ability to do, you know, do play on words, like, yeah, be, yeah. be clever or whatever. And so, just by myself, I used to realize like I was pretty clever and, with words, even you know, as and a like kid. You said, just holding those long conversations, just being able to yeah. keep that win. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, and and so, and then I had older cousins and friends who used to freestyle and they used to freestyle and I used to listen to them and they always used to like diss me and stuff like cause I was the younger kid and yeah. so they would diss me or whatever and so I used to just give it a try they, right. like give it a try and then they'd always be like oh this shit's whack you're like you're whack whatever you kind of got and, like eight miled almost yeah and then I, <laughs> but like I was just a kid but and they yeah. were the to me I was like man these guys are so fucking cool yeah like look at what they can do but like once I like started practicing and like I was always getting dissed and stuff I kind of took a look at them and I was like you know they're not that good. Yeah. I bet you if I was their age, if I kept on doing it, you know, doing the math in my head, well, yeah, if yeah. I do it like for three years, but I do it every single day and I do it yeah. for 30 minutes a day, then, <laughs> you know, you know, <laughs> I was like, I bet you by analytical. the time I'm their age, I, I would be way doper than them. Yeah. And so that was part, that was one of my motivations because like watching older people freestyle for me, I was like, wow, that's cool. You guys are doing a thing that I think is cool. Um, I wonder if I can do it. And then I, I just kind of just kept on trying to do so, it. I wasn't going to bring this up till later, but you brought up freestyling. Yeah. So you have your, your Reno rap battle in 2011. Oh, you saw my, oh, you saw my battles. Of course. What'd I you do? Did, you dude. went on YouTube. I went on YouTube and uh, I was just, you start, know, start I was scoping out. I was creeping, you know? Yeah. And, uh, I, I, I pulled it up and you know, that was nine years ago. That was a dope freestyle. That oh, was, yeah. And there's a, there's a decent amount of people there. That was like eight mile status. That was yeah. sick. Well, the, so at, at the time when uh, Reno rap battles was a thing, it was really, really big. Was it? Y- yeah, it was I really big. I didn't even big. know. Yeah, because you, yeah, right, because you weren't known. here. Yeah, you were, I you no idea. Here. But there was a point when um, they started doing Reno rap battles. Yeah. And, and like it just started bubbling. But that happened in probably 2010, mm-hmm. 2010, no, it was like end of 2011. This is why I say this is when it was because I was 17 and I was still in high school. Yeah. And yeah. So um, you were young, you were high school in that video. Yeah. 
Fuck. Well, probably one of them, either like high school or just fresh out of high school. Yeah, yeah. But like, I know that I started in high school because my first one that I did, um, well, the only reason I started doing it is because my big bro, Tone, shout out, shout out Dart Tone, um, me and him used to rap and we were like the youngsters, but he was still older than me. And he's, he's like the best rapper in Reno. He's yeah. like, he's the dopest. Uh, anybody who knows Tone will tell you that Tone is the dopest. But, uh, you know, back then we were just kids, but he was like, I, you know, I thought I was good and there were guys who were, who were good, but that guy, yeah. Tone was just like really raw. And so... You know, he always you were, used to, he, you were good though. Yeah, Whoever he was. Yeah, you he, were. I think his name was like Random or whatever the Random. Fuck? Yeah, random. that was my first one ever. You, dude, yeah. you iced that fool out. Uh, <laughs> he was like, shout out Random. Shit. Me and Random are, are, are cool. Yeah. We're, we're homies now. Yeah, but. much love to Random. Not yeah. that not that he was poor or anything yeah. like that, but I was just like, you know, I was just scrolling through, and you know, was, I I thought it was cool that you you know you decided that you would want to come on the podcast. I really appreciate it. So I didn't want to just. You know, I wanted to do a little research and I was checking that out and, and, uh, so you thought you, you liked it. Oh yeah, dude. I loved it. Well, so that, so that's what I was saying. So that's how I know the date because when I started doing it, mm-hmm. I was the youngest person to start doing the rap battles. Yeah. Um, and, and I, and I kind of, I had a little bit of a reputation a little bit, but only because I like, I was part of this group of kids like we were all pretty young but i was you know the young kid and tried trying to do shows and like rapping so people knew who i was you know kind of knew who i was and my big bro tone said bro like you're the only person that i think is even slightly just as good as me you know or whatever you got to do one of these battles and i was in high school and i'm like well i don't really battle what i always wanted to do i wanted to make songs i wanted to be an artist i don't really want to battle but the battles started getting pretty big to the point where i was like okay i'm gonna do it so when I did it, I was still so young that the promoter had to walk me through security so that they'd let me in because it was 18 and up. Oh, really? Yeah. So I was, yeah. So I was like young enough where, yeah. you know, I had to be walked in because the person had to be like, yo, he's on, he's, a, he's one of the performers. Yeah. He's one of the rappers. And then, and then, yeah. And then after that, that was my first one. Everybody was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Tre-? They were like, popping. yo, wait, tr-. like I knew who Treezy was, yeah. but like, okay. <laughs> after that first one. And then, so how, how, how like freestyle is it really? So I've never oh, so been that, to a battle. So, oh, so that, so that not freestyle. Not freestyle. That one is not com- not completely off top. Like, did you no, know no. who you were going against? There are there are definitely words? guys who who free, who did freestyle. Uh-huh. Um, you know, in those battles, like I've seen guys freestyle, so, and there's some guys who are shout out shout out Hardcastle. Hardcastle is really dope, uh, and he was a freestyler um, back then when they used to do him. Uh, but I'm I'm gonna say maybe. 90% of the guys don't freestyle because right. you have to, because you have to prepare three rounds, right? You have to pre- prepare three rounds. And so, um, okay. Well, yeah, I was going to say, cause like you hit him with like, you look like a hipster trying to be like Kanye, like choking on a, a fish, fish stick, stick or something yeah. like that. Yeah. I, I was like, is this full off? Top? No, this man. Is hilarious, yeah, I, w- I wish. But I it was, wish. Aw- and you know what? I Not, not that my freestyles were weak back then. I no, probably yeah. could have freestyled, but like when you go into that environment, yeah. you, like the whole rap battle thing is, it's all about, you know, punches and haymakers and stuff. Like you got to, cause if you, you got to prepare, like if you, you're, if you're watching this, if you just YouTube treasy, it's literally like 20 videos down. And yeah. then there was a, you had the whole crowd, 
cracking up yeah. on each one of your rounds. Like, Random did a good job, and there was some couple good disses in there, mm-hmm. but yours was so entertaining. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yours was so well, entertaining. And that's what I'm saying. That's why you do have to, you have to prepare. Like, because the a lot of, like, the whole thing is about mm-hmm. delivery. It's Because it, it, it is yeah. a performance of some sort, but it's also, like, the biggest thing is crowd reaction. Yeah. So, like, even if you are out there with bars and, like, you're spitting yeah. or whatever, because this has happened to me in a battle before where, like, I put the bars together, but the but the delivery wasn't put together well. Yeah. And so even though I was doing bars, like the crowd wasn't reacting because yeah. they weren't catching them. Oh yeah, you were interactive. Like there was the one when you were saying that you brought your whole crew and he brought like three and you're like looking back at the crowd. Like people are engaged. Yeah. And I was, uh, I don't know how long the video was, but uh, I mean, to be honest like with you, minutes. like right when I hit it, I was like, all right, I'll probably watch a couple minutes. This is uh, up. Yeah. And then I was just like, find myself sitting on my bed. I was like, damn, this is hella entertaining. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? You. I watched the whole thing. So oh man, I appreciate that. That was badass. That. That's a, that's a, I think that's, I mean, I, like I said, I'm not very educated in, in, in the music industry, but mm. you know, like, so for me, let's say someone who's not super educated in industry, the really only time I've ever seen that is like, um, s- like West coast connection would do it a little bit when I would see like some random videos and then really like, like eight mile, like not as a joke, like seeing people no no music, mm-hmm. you know, in, in a, like wherever you guys are at remote location, two mm-hmm. people sitting there gassing each other. Wait, up wait, the wait, 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 wait. Are you saying that you've never seen rap battles? I really haven't that oh, much. Man. I mean, I've well, seen that's it. fucking insane. I know. I've seen them. The a fact little- that you didn't. I mean, yo, rap battles are super big. That's a huge scene. There's I, a huge scene. Like, so see, I'm out wow. of it. So a lot of it is. A I'm lot blown of away. It is like that, uh, you didn't know that rap battles are a thing. I'm also not super educated in music because, like, you know, I grew up in the, the North like Bay. Music? Bay. Oh, I love music, oh, okay. but I st- it's like I'm almost like loyal to a fault. Like the music that I listen to is still super old school, like Barry. I listen to, like Messy Marv, The Jacka, Cutthroat Committee, Hustler, like Fuck. Nipsey, like you know, all all those cats, Nicotina, Tech Nine, like those are all the really? guys that I listen to. On a daily basis. So, like, a lot of the new music that comes out, <laughs> okay. I really don't know too much. And uh, then West Coast. Like, you know, I'm listening to Exhibit, Corrupt, you know, Snoop. You're one of those guys. I am. But I'm, you're 28. You're not that much older than me. Correct. Oh, correct. you gotta... No, man. You gotta, know, you gotta I, change that. I, well, I, bro, I, you are too... Well, well, maybe... No, because <laughs> you're young. Yeah. I was gonna say you're too old, but you're not... I was gonna say you're too old to not be diving into everything so i, I still do like i my, love west side connection as yeah. much as the next guy my brother Te- my brother teo listens to a lot of the new music and he puts me on a lot but your brother's like, younger uh he's the same age as me he's like he's it's our Twin? you know no 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 oh. it's uh thicker than blood you know what i'm oh, saying oh yeah, yeah 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 and uh so i'm on that but yeah you know like i i have I know that I have missed out on a lot because, you know, when I listen to that music, it's just, I'm that weird guy. Like, it just doesn't get old to me. Like, I love, and then I'll hear a lot That's of new fine. music. I lo- I hear a lot of new music and I love the new music, you sure. know, a lot of it. But there's just a, a lot of that, that old stuff that I listen to. I, I don't know. I'm, I like, just like when I watch movies and when I listen to music, I like to invest emotionally. So, like, if I'm watching a movie, I like wherever it's trying to take my emotions. I'll let I'll like willingly let it sway me that way. That's pretty cool. Same thing with music. So mm-hmm. when I listen to this, you know my you know even if it's like like hustler like school bus, it's a t- it's really a terrible song. But there's so much of an emotional co- connection to it that when I listen to it, I'm like, oh man, you know, I think of these old times, and it's like you know these times back in the day we we're gigging, going to super high fees, and I'm listening to, you know. Tech Nine was the first like lyrical monster that I fell in love with who like who who just you know lyrically is just insane you know so but I, I I'm getting better at listening to music man wait until I tell you about this thing called techno it's gonna blow your fucking like mind like the like 
the genre techno? Yeah. I know techno. Oh, well, you talking on. like in a club? Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm uh, not completely <laughs> blind, you know, yeah. but that's just like, if I hear a lot of new stuff, I'll know it, uh, but I won't know the words, but like sure. you put on some old stuff and mm. like, that's what's in my library. You know, that's like, if I'm right. in my car by myself, there's that's a good chance. It's, yeah. Yeah. Nah, but I'll you. never be like, yo man, turn that shit off and put on. No, I'm always sure. down to listen to new stuff. Like, um, you know, I was like, I was listening to your music. I'm always down to listen to new stuff, mm-hmm. but I, I think maybe I'm just not very good at like finding you know, and, and like Bro, people streaming, sought out new music, YouTube. you know, I know I I'm, I'm, I'm actually really blown away that you didn't know that battle raps were a thing. Like they're totally a thing. I knew it was a thing, but I didn't know how big it was. Bro, it's bro, it. battle rap is pretty big. It's yeah. pretty huge. You've never heard of like daylight. Uh-uh. You never heard of really okay. put me on right now. I love it. No, no. I mean, no, I don't, I don't fucking like battle rap. No, yeah. wait, 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 <laughs> whoa, whoa, I'm not, whoa. I'm not saying that edit, I don't edit. like battle rap. I don't, but like battle rap for me is like, it's such an investment because like you have to pull it up and you have to watch battle rap. Right. Like you have to watch battle rap. Yeah. I, I guess you could strip the audio or whatever, but you have to watch battle rap, bro. Like yeah. you have to pull it up on YouTube and watch it. And it's like 20 minutes, 25 yeah. minutes or whatever for, you know, for a, a whole match or whatever. And so you have to, and, but it's like, you know, it's acapella. Like there's no yeah. emotion that's, that's being derived from it. Like it's really just all about like bars yeah. and, and, yeah. you know, r- you know, rapping, you know, somebody under the table, like, and which is cool to me. Cause like, you know, I'm a rapper. Like I, I love that shit, but I also love, you know, this, I'd rather listen to music. Like I'd rather listen to music with bars than yeah. watch, uh, you know, battle raps, but hey, man, shout out to the whole battle rap scene. I was like, yeah. I was pretty known, pretty well known after my fucking bat, Reno bat, Reno rap battles. But right. it, that's not what I wanted to do anyway. Yeah. That's yeah. not what I wanted to do anyway. I wanted you to wanted do to music. create. You wanted to be in a yeah, and you know, and I'm sure there's a ton of battle rappers who do do music. I think there are, but like yeah. none of them are successful in both lanes. So you enjoy the creation aspect of it. You know, I like, like I like innovating. I like creating i like taking something from scratch and turning it into something so i was gonna ask you since since you said that listening to some of your music i mm. see that there's multiple producers uh, yeah. that you have yeah so do you enjoy that like creative process and the uniqueness of each individual or or, or how is is there is there is there uh is there a reason to it or you know, it's, it's funny that you asked me that because just recently I decided that I'm not going to do that anymore. Really? Like, well, yeah, but I... So yeah. what was your motive to do it? Well, I think that when you work with multiple... Like, because the truth is, like, all producers do have kind of a style. Like, most producers have a style. Like, I mean, the the real, like the grades grades have, you know, a lot of range, but most producers kind of have a style. And so there are just certain styles and sounds that certain producers can do that others cannot. Mm-hmm. Um you know, if you listen to my out al- my album Super Salad, uh, I love that album. Y- did you? I'm dead serious. I, I, I appreciate it. I like. Uh, I'll keep it one hundred. I went on Spotify first and stuff, mm-hmm. and I don't have like premium or anything like that. Right, it's I hard to you, found you on SoundCloud, and I just shuffled that yeah. bad boy for the last like four or five days. So oh, I listen to all of them. Yeah. Oh, that's dope. I loved your. Uh, uh, I think it's on Soup and Salad when you have your homies voicemails. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, yeah, that's it that's was. On a, the it's whole a dope album. album. Two thousand seventeen, yeah. right? Two thousand seventeen, right? Yeah, yeah, that was a year my daughter was born. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah, uh, I yeah no, I appreciate that. I love that when yeah. I put that together. Like it's on all platforms too. Yeah, it's on, it's say, on Apple like, Music. If, if you just kind of scope it, SoundCloud, pop that thing in there, Treasy, like yeah, man, and shuffle it because it's it's like you know I have you can like shuffle 20, it. You can go on YouTube and, and the albums on there too. I think yeah. I have a twenty five minute commute to work, which mm-hmm. isn't very long, but I get like three three good ones in there. So I've listened to the whole thing like one and a half times through. And it's dope. That's there's, some, there's a couple bangers on there. I appreciate that. I'm not going to lie. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so when I did that, 
you know, at that time, what was happening was all the beats on there are from local producers. Okay. So like I was I was writing songs and doing songs at the time of like putting this album together. But anytime I was able to snag a, a beat from a local producer or somebody who I actually knew, yeah. I took that and then I wanted that to be uh I wanted that to be on the album because like it was very important to me that like if I took them from producers who are you know, unknown, it'll mm. give me a very unique sound, like, like something that's not replicated. Right. And so I'm like, that's what I needed to do. So when I, when I went with different producers, it wasn't because I was trying to do something. It was just kind of like, they were people that I was like in contact with who like sent me a beat and they were like, what do you think of this? And I was like, Oh, it's, it's tight or whatever. So, 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 so help me out. It goes, you take the full beat or, or is there, are there times when you're actually sitting in the studio and you create the beat or is that farther? Like, I, I don't know how it works. Yeah, no. I, I, so, so I got a couple songs, by the way. It's not a big deal. So those, <laughs> those things, wait, did you say you have yeah. a couple songs? So my brother, so you've made music. My brother, uh, he's, a uh, he, he raps and okay. he's, he's phenomenal. Who's your brother? Uh, Tao Green, his name is Grimms. Okay. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll tag you up yeah, on him and stuff on, like man. that. But he does, he does rap for the, uh, for the release, the emotional release. Right. He's a very, we all very, do, man. It's he's a very internal, like he's a not, deep dude. He, you know, fuck the fame. I'm a simple man. You know, right. he's, he's very like, very dark. Like he's had a lot of things that have gone through that he's gone through and he's, he's unbelievably talented at bleeding on a track. And I am not. So every once in a while he'll like put a beat on and me and him will fuck around and he'll let me put a verse on one oh, of his okay. songs, and then you know, so, and record so that we shit. just fuck around. So it's like that's four tight. or five songs. Man, that's, you know, and, but, and you know what, that's how, that's how, you know, I would say probably 75% of rappers start out is just fucking around because yeah. it's fun. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's fun. And like you said, it's a release. So at the end of the fucking day, yeah. you know, fuck all the fame shit. Like, I mean, you can strive for that. Sure. Fuck all the money shit. Like it's hard to make money off music these days, but yeah. you know, at the end of the day, it's fun. If you're not having fun, like you said earlier about, you know, doing the podcast, if you're not having fun, fuck it, like ditch it or whatever. But yeah. if you feel something in your soul whenever you do anything, whether it's fucking making pottery or whether it's rapping or whether it's, you know, breakdancing or whatever, do that for as long as you can. Yeah. And rapping is just one of those things you could literally just do with your friend, have a couple beers yeah. and you can literally oh, yeah. just try. Uh, yeah. Uh, as far as the beats though, no, all the beats on that album, they were like, you know, well, gifted they were, to they me. They were made. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They, they were already made. And then I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to write a song to this beat. Okay. Uh, however, uh, one of the producers that were that was on Super Salad is a really good friend of mine. He goes by Van X. Yeah, Van X. Van X. And I thought it was so, Vans. Whoops, Van X. Van X. Van X. Yeah, okay. it's Van X. So uh, Van X. After we did that, he was like, "Yo, like I like what you did with my beats or whatever." So. Uh, you know, I'm gonna start throwing you beats because you know nobody. I don't know if he was saying like nobody was hopping on his beats or he was saying like people say it's hard to write to my beats. Like he would try to shop them to other artists and they would have a hard time writing to him. Yeah. So he would send me snippets of things that he had. So I say this to say when he was sending me snippets, I was like, yo, this you know these are really dope. But like I need the full songs. Like I need you to send me right. full songs. Right. So for this you know, he started sending me so many beats that I was like, I had half songs to cause he was only sending me snippets. Me and him just decided to do an album. So I'm working on my project, a joint project with Van X. You have a current album going right now, Van X. Yeah. Yeah. So, nice. so well, like what happened is he just ended up giving me all these beats yeah. and I was writing to him and I was like, dude, these are dope. What do you mean? Nobody else is taking them. And he was like, bro, like, I don't know. Do we like, have a release date in mind? It's supposed to be this fall, but drugs to cope is, is, is the single. So dude, I was going to ask, uh, 
that cover on Drugs to Cope mm-hmm. is so dope. You like and that? I think you said, tell me about the the inspiration of the cover because I think it's I think it's hilarious. Yeah, and so, awesome at the same time. Yeah, so so uh, Van X is the one who did the beat. Mm-hmm. That was one of the beats that he gave me. That was a snippet, and I'm like, yo, we should do a fucking project. You've given me so many beats, yeah. but we got to finish them. So like, we went in and we and like, finish yeah, them. we got to finish them because he was only giving me half beats, and I'm yeah. like, these are great. Once they're finished, though, they'll be really great. So yeah. then, so that. It answers the question that you were saying is that was one of those instances where we did go and finish the beat together. Like, you know, he was doing the beat and I was like, what if you did this? What if, so that was a cool creative process. But, um, for jugs to cope, that was a song that I put together. Um, after, you know, we went ahead and, uh, got together one night and finally finished the beat and put the song together. And then I was like, okay, I like this song, but I didn't, know if it was going to translate well yeah like i was like i don't know if it's going to translate well once it's all mixed like i thought it was a good idea in my head and i and i really liked the song and so i just put it to the side and yeah. i was like i'll come back to it later and so um my man jerry abasto he's he did all the creative direction on the drugs to cope cover he did the photo shoot and essentially so what happened creative direction is like visuals yeah he just did the visuals because he's, he's a graphic designer he's a okay. photographer he he does um vis- like any kind of visuals but he's also like a creative mind so he's not just you know putting something together in here like he's you know tries to take your vision and yeah, like yeah. morph it well there <laughs> so there's this picture that i found on the internet <laughs> <laughs> One time I was like on Twitter or something and it was a picture of the uh, the dude from Nacho Libre, not Jack Black. Yeah. But the other guy. This uh, other dude. He's like, I've never yeah, seen know. Nacho Libre, so I don't even know the dude. I've name. seen like bits of it. Yeah, I've never seen Nacho Libre. But so I guess this guy was on Twitter. It was a picture of this guy on Twitter and he was sitting poolside with a robe on. He was eating an elote. So yeah. an elote is the corn. Right. Um and so I saw that and I remember just being like why is this picture giving me so many vibes? Yeah. I was like, I was like, this picture is giving me fucking, I was like, this is fucking dope. And I was like, it would be super sick to recreate this one day. And so, um, me and Jerry have worked together in the past on, on on different um, projects, like songs that I put out and then he wanted to do Mm -hmm. the art or I let, you know, I reached out to him to do the art, but he, had recently announced that he was going to start doing photo shoots. And he said, I'm going to start fucking around with photo shoots. So I reached out to him. I said, yo, I said, we should do a photo shoot. So like, let's get it together. I said, it only makes sense if we do a photo shoot that you do the cover art as well, since you already do cover art and then we can do a song. So then he was like, all right, what do you want to do? And then I told him my whole idea. I was like, I want to do this corn thing. Like it was fucking, it it, it sounded like, like to anybody else, it sounds kind of crazy. Like they're like, wait, you want to do what with the what? Well, I read, I read the caption. Yeah. And then I looked at the picture. I was like, if you read that to me, Mm -hmm. I'd be like what right you get whatever you just had because it's some good shit yeah this crazy. <laughs> yeah I, I mean but that that's always just been my style i've always wanted to do something out of the box kind of yeah. like symbolic i like doing shit like that so i told him i was like yo jerry i want to do the like i want to be poolside with a robe on eating a corn and he was like fucking let's do it mm-hmm. do you know somebody with a pool and i was like yep i know somebody with a pool so yeah got my dude with the pool but at this time he was like all right so what are we doing? Um, like, what song am, are we doing this for? And I was like, fuck, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, fuck, I don't know. Like, at that point, and I was like trying to figure out, I was like, what yeah. song? How did it land on? Yeah, I was like, what song do I have that sounds like what this is about to look like? And I was just like going through all my unreleased shit because I have a bunch of half done stuff. And then I have like stuff that's fully done that has, is just sitting. I'm waiting to release or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, what sounds like this is going to look? And Drugs to Cope, I, I I just found it. And then it was like, it was like, 
89% done. So I just went, got with my engineer, Smoke Screezy, shout out Smoke. And then uh, City uh, from Citywide Music Group, shout out City, uh, they helped me mix it. Yeah. Um, so they engineered the whole thing and then it just sounded so dope. I was like, this is yeah. going to be the song that I'm going to do that photo shoot for. Yeah. And I was like, why does it, like, I was like, damn, like after we engineered it and, and shit, it sounded really good. And then we went and did the photo shoot and I had like two robes because I couldn't decide on the color. <laughs> I, I had like, I had a change of clothes for afterwards. I had a straw hat. I had the corn, yeah. I, you know, I went and got a case of beer. I got champagne and I was like, Jerry, what the fuck are we about to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, bro, I, like he laid it out for me. He said, this is what we're going to do. He said, we're going to get pictures of you doing this. Then we're going to get pictures of you doing this. And then we're going to yeah. get video of you doing this. And I was like, hey, man, I just came with the corn. So yeah. let's do whatever yeah, the yeah, fuck yeah, whatever you, you want to do. Well, the color scheme is dope. Yeah. Like, it's just like, it's a, it's a, yeah. it's, it's attractive to the eye. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I was, cause you're, you got a lot of your pictures on there that are it. And it's like, uh, yes. It's, yeah. It's very like, it's vibrant, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And, and that was my whole thing. Like, I was like. Like I said, I, I saw a picture and I was like, it would be cool to eat corn by the pool. Like that would be a really cool thing to do. Uh, and I didn't know how I was going to re recreate it, but that's what I had in my head. And so when he took the pictures and he sent them to me, like in my head is exactly what you were thinking was like, I, I need it to look yeah. like you want, you would not mind being there. Oh yeah. You know, it looks like a fucking, like it would be on a fucking billboard. <laughs> I'm dead serious. I was looking at it and I was like, that'd be some fucking type of advertisement or something. I don't know what, right. it, I don't know what it would be, but I was looking, I was like, that's a, that's a dope ass. That's a dope ass picture. Like, that's, that's tight. I appreciate that. Yeah, no, I love the way it came out. Like yeah. Jerry killed it. And like, you know, he's just one of those guys when, when I told him, he was like, he was like, I don't know what the fuck you want me to do, but we're going to kill it. And right. so when it came back, he really killed it. And, and I just, uh, so my, the video for it just came out today. Did or, it? Yeah. Or as Jerry calls it, the visualizer. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the date today? It's the, the, the fucking 21st, right? The 21st, or 22nd? No, it's the 21st. 21st? No, it's the 21st. But August 21st video just dropped on YouTube? Yeah, yeah. Drugs to Cope video on YouTube. Jerry insists on calling it a visualizer because technically it's not a video. Uh -huh. It's a visualizer, but it's a, it's a fucking music video. Fucking pause the podcast <laughs> and YouTube that yeah, shit. Yeah, go watch it. It's, this it, podcast, yeah, we're already. 40 you, minutes in. This podcast so, me an hour and a half, so fucking watch the video. So if you thought that the that the photo shoot was dope or you yeah. thought that the, the cover was dope, the video is is what you're talking yeah, about I can. In, in, in motion. Yes. <laughs> it's fucking yes, tight. Yes. Isex. I love it, dude. That's dope. So I, did you I, say we're an hour and a half in? No, we're 40 minutes in. Uh, okay. Did you, Time flies, Did you man. say you had something to drink? Yeah, hell yeah. Do what you, you want? I don't know. I got I got Modelo. Yeah, I'll just take a Modelo. Modelo? Yeah, don't give me too many choices. Wait, what, what, what are the choices? I'm, it's like, uh, you know what I mean? What are, the, wait, the, what are the choices? White Claw and Modelo. What flavor White Claw? I got like every flavor, bro. <laughs> what? Yeah, hold on. Let me get a White Claw. Okay, what the okay. fuck? I got a... Uh, Please, anyway. Watermelon? Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll definitely yes, take sir. that. Please. No, I, feel like I, I, I do love White Claw. I'm, I think I'm going to start... I think I'm going to start... Uh, is there a piece of you that hates how much you love White yeah. Claw? Yeah, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Is I Every think I'm day. gonna start. I'm, I'm gonna start. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, protesting White Claw. Protesting. Yeah, just because one, they're too good. Two, they're too easy to drink. And you get fucked up off White Claw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can get fucked up off White Claw, but like you can get fucked up like, like, like in a good way. Like it's so gradual. Yeah, yeah. It, and, I agree. And, and it doesn't get you bloated like beer. Uh -huh. But that's why I'm gonna start protesting it because. 
I'm I'm honestly afraid for beer's future. I'm I, really really afraid for beer's future. All these seltzer, well, like Corona, Bud Light seltzers, like they're killing it. Seltzers, seltzers, and also I have a weak spot for white women, and I feel like you crack one open and it's like a <laughs> fucking beacon. It's just like I quit. I quit white women. You quit? I quit. I appreciate your sobriety, bro. <laughs> I really do. I quit white women. I, I, I literally mean, right now have uh, one of my. <laughs> I I have a I have a bunny on the eighty right now headed this way from Cali. A buddy. Bunny. Bunny. This motherfucker said, I have a bunny on the way here now. So, so if I may, we pop the drinks. Yeah. Let me ask you a serious question. Oh, uh, okay. And None of those questions were serious? No, no like uh, you can go in as, as much as you want. Um, mm-hmm. But I thought it was really cool. I, 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 was, reading, I was reading your captions on, on your stuff, right? And there was one that was... Uh, there's multiple pictures of it looked like a video that you did and you were holding your OE can and, you know, motherfuckers were smoking and shit. Yeah. And it was a really, it was a really awesome caption. And it was kind of talking about how, like, the art that you were doing at that moment in time isn't necessarily reflecting where you're at right now. Mm, you sure. know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And, uh, you know. No, and, I, know, I know what you're talking about. And I, and I hit you up. I was like, you know, I was like, hey, you, do, you drink, you don't smoke, you know what I mean? And then there was another thing that caught my eye was something like, yeah, you know, everyone's going out to the bars. Like, you won't find me there. I don't really hit the bars. But it seems like you've had a either whether it was in life or in music, like a just a, a growth spurt, if you would. Mm. So, like, when you first started, would, I mean, to where you are now, mm-hmm. it seems like you were two very different artists. Coming from an outside perspective... Or a human being who right. doesn't know, who doesn't know. Right. So right. I mean, sure, because you don't you don't know. Yeah, exactly. So as I was going down into your into your you know timeline, it's it seemed like it uh it changed. So I mean, like, wh- yeah. wh- where's the growth at, dude? Talk to me. The growth is uh yeah, that's really interesting. Well, actually, so so die at twenty six is the video that you're talking about. Um, I so that's so technically that was the first single off of this project that I have going. Cause that's, that song is produced by Van X as well. So okay. shout out my homie Van, man. Van he, X is killing it. Yeah. Yo, he, he makes great beats and just like this motherfucker sits on, dude, I can't tell you how many times we've gone over to his place and then he like gets on his laptop and he was like, this beat is from fucking 2012 and I, it just sits here in my laptop and I'm like, give it, give, give it to me, me now. <laughs> you, like, you did, why is it sitting in your laptop? Give me your fucking, give me the beat. Mm-hmm. Let me do something with it. Yeah, you'd be like, oh, this is this is so fucking dope, bro. I'm like, yeah, it is. Are you gonna do something with it? Oh, give me that fucking. Yeah, you got the library, so, man. Next which is order. Which is how we got this album in the first place. I said, keep sending me beats, motherfucker. Yeah. You know. But um, anyways, so Diet 26. I did that back when I was uh 25. Mm-hmm. I did that. I did that song when I was 25, and that's why it's called Diet 26. Which, you know, there's speculation like, ah, maybe I should not put it on the album because I'm fucking 27 now. But it was an idea that I really wanted to roll with because that when I did that song, that beat was so um, the beat was so hard. And I wanted to do it because like I I don't know the the song Diet 26 was not that long ago. It's not as long ago as, um, you know, Super Salad. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit newer than Super Salad. Um, but it it was it was a new direction that I wanted to go with music because mm-hmm. I wanted stuff that was a little bit harder and a little bit more genuine. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, like that that was that was what I wanted to do. As I wanted to do stuff that was hard, 
like hit hard, but yeah. like it was also like more honest. Yeah. And so when I did that song, that song was really honest. I think um, I, I tried to be like m- myself on that. And but I wrote that when I was 25. And when I wrote it, I was in a different relationship than the one I am now. It was right after my daughter was born. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and my daughter was my first kid. And and I think that, um, I don't know. So just between then and now, now I have a son. Right. Uh, but when my daughter was born, that changed, that right. changed my life a lot. It almost just, seemed like it was live fast. And then it seemed like, like, again, very superficial. So correct me if I'm wrong. It seemed like it was live fast. And then there was that point where it was live long instead. Oh, that's that. Oh, that's a really interesting. That's a really interesting uh, uh, diagnosis of that. Hmm. You you know you know it could be that. I think really what it was was I was making music, mm-hmm. and then I wanted. I I liked the whole live live fast thing, mm-hmm. and then I had my daughter, and then I started taking things more serious. Yeah. Uh, you know the relationship I was in, we were like you know building a home or yeah. whatever. And so I was on like, you know, gotta be on your shit mode. Like yeah. you gotta be on your shit. So dad like, mode almost. Yeah, no, yeah, de- yeah. definitely dad mode, do it to you. dad mode. And you know, I, I had a, you know, I had gotten a really good job. It was, you know, I was in a good situation. And so my headspace was like, totally like, like you said, I guess like live long. Yeah. But it was more so like live intentionally, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, and, and, and so that, I think that changed a little bit. Um, but then, you know, I continued to make music when I was in that relationship and then and then that relationship ended and then um and then my perspective changed again. Right. Because, you know, th- that was like a part of my life. And so my perspective changed again while I was making music still because then I started to to look at life a little uh I don't know. One bad thing about the seltzers right there. Yeah. The yeah, bubbles the will get you. Yeah, the burp. <laughs> Not as bad as beer burps though. Beer burps are like beer burps are like yeah. Yeah, you're like bloated. Um, so it's kind of like I so, so I was making music and I was making music from the perspective of just me. Yeah. And then I had my daughter and then I was making music from the perspective of like making music with a per- like with yeah. more of a purpose yeah. and being more honest. Yeah, fuck these white gloves. <laughs> <laughs> with more of a purpose and then after I went through my relationship and I was still making music. Then I started making music more like for more for fun. Right. More for fun. Like not that I wasn't making them for fun fun before, but I wanted it to be more for like to be more creative. Did it almost seem like you said more for fun? Did it almost seem like you said you're in a good headspace, got a good job, you got your kid, you know, kids. Right. Um, you have like there's um I don't know. I mean, maybe, I think, maybe I think I'm told- that I went through a period where I wanted everything to be uh, like more serious. Yeah. Like, and I was being try, trying to be more serious. And then I got to another point. I don't know. A lot happens in two years, man. Yeah. Actually. It's uh, also yeah. wild. Like, I feel like when I had my kid, you have the leniency to make things more fun. Cause it's like, I have my kid. Like I have my yeah. son, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like uh, hypothetically, like if you were to take this podcast from me, I'm okay. 
Yeah. And, you know, I got my boy. You know what I, I mean? I think and that my, I, I've never really like dissected my own like growth through the music and there's definitely been growth there. I, I think I just went through a lot of, so like from Super Salad till now, I've gone through a lot of stuff yeah. uh, mentally and emotionally. So I've gone through a lot of stuff and mentally, mental and emotional is all that, it takes to yeah. to make music because it's all about you know your emotion and it's all about like how can you put stuff together so i guess like where i'm at now is that now i make stuff where it's like from a fuck it standpoint right. like I, i'm making stuff from uh i'm gonna do this this way and 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 we'll just see what happens yeah you know what whoever the following needs to be the following so be it yeah it's very like uh who is that who is that chick She's super famous, I guess. I've never really heard any of her music, but she has like green hair. I think her name is like Billie Elvis. Billie Eilish. Billie Eilish. Man, you need to know, listen suck, to more music. Dude. Well, but I've seen some. I'm not a I'm not a big uh, yeah. Billie Eilish fan, but that's what her name is. You should know her name. But I but I am a big fan of the way that she speaks about her craft because and herself, she's really like, this is what I like to do, and I'm gonna put it out. And if you like it, fucking cool. And if you don't like, you know what I mean? Like I, like when I'm making it, I'm thinking about. You know, kind of like you said, this is the way that I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. And then when it's put out there, mm -hmm. she's like, I don't give a fuck about yeah. how it's received. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I like that attitude. Yeah. I like that attitude. I think it's safer because I feel like when the, like, God, it could be so much fucking pressure. Yeah. That's and what, like, that's exactly what it is. Because, it, because you know what? At the end of the day, you don't know how good your art is until you put it out there. Like right. art is, you know, art is a personal thing. Art is a thing that you know draws a lot of emotion and and a lot of the times art really expresses you know the artist mm -hmm. um but at the end of the day your art's really not art until somebody gets a chance to look at it i was gonna say and also like the 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 fact that a beautiful piece of art is a piece of shit to somebody else and you kind of have to accept that sometimes right. you know like well there are some people who hear and see things that are like this is magnificent but that's and but that's what makes that's what makes the art 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 wouldn't be art if everybody if loved everybody it and that's it. why well i mean this is probably a reach connection but that's why like pop music mm -hmm. you know it's pop music because it's popular music. Everybody loves it. And that's why most pop music, even though it is art, it is art for sure. Mm -hmm. There's an art form to it or whatever. But pop music isn't looked at the same way, you know, art that's, you know, a little bit like, a little bit, uh, what's the word? Like if it's un underground or if like if something's more yeah, like. more unique, like Tech Nine. Sure. Tech Nine is a very unique human being. Like, I was thinking more like, I was thinking more like. Tech Nine is a good example, but I was thinking more like you know if I don't I don't have an example. Tyler the Creator. Tyler the Creator. Yeah. That's a that's a good one. Like he he makes art, but his art isn't pop music. If it was pop music, then it might not be art. Like art has to be art has to be polarizing right. in order for it to be like truly like creative and like artistic. Mm -hmm. It has to it has to be everybody loves it, but people hate it too. Like right. like it, like you like it's. That's why art is important. Like you have to put it out there because you have to have people hate you it. You have to have the haters. You yeah. have it's you have to have people correct? hate it. It's a you huge staple. Obviously, Almost you want a sign people of to like it. If you would, correct? Maybe, maybe. I mean, it's grabbing the attention. People feel like they 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 have they feel obligated to invest their time to express themselves, whether it be positive in a negative way, on your art, right? And that's why yeah. we put out art is mm -hmm. for people for their emotions to swing and them to express themselves. That's why, I, but see, that's why I hate critics. So, like, I I do I think art has to be hated. If it's not hated, it's probably not that artistic, right? Yep. Or, you know, like if, because art should be about taking chances and it should be about expression and it should be about honesty and vulnerability and transparency. Like it should be all these things. So 
in my opinion, like, you know, it has to be, it has to be hated on some level. Yeah. It has to be not liked on some level. What kind of hate have you got? Have you got some, have you got some serious pushback? No, I mean, I've, I've gotten, I've gotten, I've gotten hate. I was worried that I was like, not going to like your shit. Yeah. So, so, uh, but I, <laughs> you know, I was, see, that, I, I feel and, like it's and a legitimate I, and fear. I wasn't, and I wasn't worried about that. I you wasn't know? worried about that because at the end of the day, there's going to be people who hate my Right. Shit. But I mean, just like I was like, you know, okay, cool. I'm going to invest in checking this guy out. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, you know, I want to get to know you and try or as much as I can before I sit down and actually get to know you genuinely. Cause that's when you figure that's when I can get more, uh, right. you know, on that personal relationship. Yeah. But, uh, it was cool because it seemed like your your lyrics were not irreplaceable, but uh, most of the lyrics I was listening to were, you know, only 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 Trizzy could say that yeah. because it was very like a, uh, I, I don't think monetizes the word, but it was unique to to you, which was cool, and that's what I that's what I, I think that's why I'm so caught on like old, like old rappers. There's not a whole lot of repetition because a lot of like you know like the Jacka, mm-hmm. the Jacka is really or like Messy Marv like if. Mm-hmm. If you're from SAC, like if you're not from SAC, a lot of Messy Marv's lyrics like just don't really make sense much. You know what right. I mean? Like, and and I enjoy that uniqueness, which is what I was what I was hearing in a lot of your music. Like, uh, uh, yeah, which is cool. I pre- no, I appreciate that. Well, I mean, and that's always been my that's always been the one thing that I've always tried to hang myself on is is being unique. Right. Like, you know, do you, having do you a think perspective. that do you think now more than ever? I know that a def with the new rappers and then. Uh, the new age of music, there has been a narrative. There's an, whether it be, uh, I don't know, there's a narrative of, you know, 10 years ago, it was a race to who could sound different. And I feel like there's a narrative now where there's, when it comes to mainstream music, it's a race to who can sound very similar. And there's a lot of similar, similar music out. Like, do you, do you hmm. think that there's less uniqueness to, to music, like nah. ma- mainstream music now? Nah, no, I don't. Or it's just evolved. I don't know. I think we're getting older. <laughs> I, I think, I think you older. and I are getting older and music has just evolved for sure. Mm-hmm. But you know, not even, I, I forget how many years ago it was, but like hip hop became the biggest genre in the world. Uh, you know, what sales wise, like, you know, analytically speaking, uh, hip hop became, one of the biggest genres in the world. And so like when that happens, naturally you're, you like all other genres have to take elements of what's working. Yeah. Like they have to take elements of what's working and they have to, uh, you know, try and cross over or whatever. And so same thing with people who are, you know, in your genre as well is, you know, everybody wants to do things that are unique and, and, and things that, that only, that only they sound like, but at the end of the day, like if you're an artist and, and you're making music at the end of the day, you do want to be yeah. successful. So at some point there's, there's gotta be a little bit of sacrifice yeah. because there's a formula. There's a, I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, there's a formula. Do you think, do you think it has to do with, a, but, like, but, oh, okay, oh, I'm sorry, but no, like please. that form. So like that formula, like it doesn't mean everybody has to sound the same, but it does mean that there is something that works. If there's something that works, you know, as an artist, why would you not? You yeah. know, it's like, you can it's fucking like this. hate if the Migos you all you ba- want, if, but the Migos got something going on. If you play basketball, right? And you, you like, you know, you, you like shooting, shooting mid range or whatever, okay. or you like shooting three ball or whatever. Let's say mid range because three balls hard. Yeah, 15 footer hit the elbow. I'm down. Right. So, so if you're, if you, you know, if you are working on your jump shot and then, you know, your coach comes over and says, well, this, this is the, this is what your jump shot should look like or whatever. Yeah. You know, if you want that, 
to go in, you're going to make adjustments. Correct. You know, I understand like you, maybe you want to have your own style as a player, yeah, yeah. but if you want to sink a shot, like you have to do your yeah, jump yeah. shot the same way. Yeah. Not everybody's doing fucking, uh, granny shots from the free throw line. Right. Who's that fucking cat? Do you, remember, do you know who I'm talking about? No. There's an NBA player who used to shoot granny underhand shots. And not everybody's doing shots, um, <laughs> making shots from the logo either. Yeah. Fuck it. Damian Lillard, Damian Steph Lillard. Curry. Steph. Yeah. But 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 my point remains: when there's a formula or there's a proven method yeah. for some you know for something to work a certain way, you like that should be something that you strive for. Like mm-hmm. I understand not wanting to conform, and I understand like you know at the risk of sounding monotonous or 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 like a copycat or whatever. Like obviously, if you're an artist, you're gonna try and figure out a way to put your own twist on it. But yeah. like if there's a formula, you and you want to be successful, right? You know, don't you know. Then you got to try it. Like, Correct. don't tell me you want to be one of the biggest artists in the world. But, but then, but then to, tell yeah. me, like, you want to sound just like Atmosphere. Yeah. Like, Atmosphere knew he wasn't going to be Correct. the biggest superstar. Fucking love Atmosphere. I, yeah, way. right. And, and I'm, a, I'm a, you know, I'm a Slug fan, too. Yeah. Whatever. My but point, you're right. He's not hitting mainstream. Yeah but, yeah. he but he knew that at some point or whatever. And I'm sure at some point he realized that, you know, it's either try that or you know stay where you are yeah. so um in which you know and now atmosphere is one of the biggest mm-hmm. in his own lane and it's literally it's it's almost on par with being a big superstar because you did it in the underground or whatever it's such a consistent loyal following yeah good like, and good for atmosphere yeah. good for tech nine yeah. you know what i'm saying but at the same time at some point you if you to. want to be the biggest superstar, yeah. don't tell me you want to be the super biggest superstar and and want to sound like atmosphere. If you want to be the biggest superstar, then you know what you have to sound like. I know that that makes certain people feel like you know they're not real, genuine, or they're yeah, not genuine, or they're or you know like you lose some credibility. First of all, if you're a if you're a local artist or an underground artist and you want to be the biggest in the world, first of all, you don't have any fucking credibility. Right. You have to bite. You know, you bite a little bit, a oh, little yeah. bit, a little bit. You know, and, 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 you know, so but that's also, yeah, I, that's interesting that you said that. I never really thought about it like that because people do get critiqued for that. But I can't think of sitting here with you. I can't think of an industry that doesn't do that. That doesn't look at the bigger, better, you know, the best and mm-hmm. bite a little bit mm-hmm. to to then get to a platform where you can then bring in your own uniqueness and try to get to the same level. You know, going back to the basketball analogy, you know, Steph became you know, Steph Curry became the biggest basketball player in the world for... He changed the game. Yeah, you know, he changed the game. He literally changed the game of basketball. All high schoolers started shooting threes. Everybody started getting good at shooting threes yeah. because that's, you know, what was working. The biggest basketball player in the world. You know, they want big guys shooting threes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like Kevin so, Durant changed the game. Like, is right. that full six Hit, fucking sinking, seven or whatever? Sinking threes. Sinking threes. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Kevin, I, yeah. Kevin Durant's six, eight, six, nine. Isn't too tall. That's whatever. What I then yeah, the, the, the man stopped. Breathing but, on me. Stop. But but yeah, my, you know my point. Is, biggest basketball player in the world. You know, obviously there were there were people be, before that that were shooting threes. That's not the point. My point is, he changed the game to the point where now all of the kids who want to be successful mm-hmm. in that industry, mm-hmm. you're going to learn how to shoot the three ball. Yeah. You're I, gonna have you're gonna have guy big guys you know, coming into the league who are going to be good at shooting threes. Yep. And and the league will change again, you know, mm-hmm. because that's what happens with industries and that's what happens with uh, performances, anything that's, you know, performance-based, like sports or music or yeah. or whatever. But, you know, there's always going to be a shift or whatever. So, you know, like you said, there aren't, there, there are no industries where, 
There are, yeah. Where they don't want you, like, there, where there isn't a formula where they kind of want you to fit a mold. Do you think that they get... Do you think that they get criticism for that? Because just lately in the past, like, you know, 10, 15 years with technology, the accessibility yeah. to see others' art. Yeah. Because I remember when I was growing up, like, we go, we go to sideshows. We go to super high fees. Like, there was nothing. Yeah. yeah. Like, there was nothing like the Bay. Yeah. Or also, like, yeah. if you go to the first couple albums mm. that Lil Boosie put out down south, like, there mm. is, you know, Lil Boosie and Waka and Jeezy and all those cats. Like, they were quite unique. See, that's how I know that you're from from around the Bay Area because you like Lil Boosie, which wow. is a weird, which is a very weird phenomenon. I, I, I just love Boosie. I know it's He's a, a it's a really weird thing. Dude. When I was when I was younger, I used because I have cousins who, who lived in West Oakland, East yeah. Oakland, and I would go out there because like you know the Bay, the hyphy movement and everything. Oh, the Bay was it was popping. it was huge. You but shut like, down the fucking Bay Bridge like, for I, a side I show. used to go out, you know, go out there and visit my cousins and be like, yo, like I'm really into like Mr. Fab, and they'd be like, they'd be like. We're listening to Wayne and Boosie. Like that was, yeah. I remember that being so big in Oakland. Yeah. Wayne and Boosie. And I'm like, how, how, how are you there? a big Boosie fan? Lil Boosie. But I'm saying, how are you a big Lil Boosie fan? Yeah, yeah. Um, but you're not a big Mr. Fat. No, like, nah, we know who the nigga is. But, yeah, yeah. You know, and I, and I always thought that was so weird. I was like, how does Lil Boosie have so much support I in the I think it's because Boosie was so lit. Like the, in, the, so. in the South, like. The South was its own unique aspect of hyphy. They were so their music and their beats were heard that so popping. Like that makes they, sense. It was party. Yeah. You know, it was turn up. It was backyard barbecue. Fucking turn the fuck up. You know, like it's funny we, that you say that. I was a. <laughs> I, I went to a Childish Gambino uh, concert in Oakland. Yeah. And I remember one of the things he said. He said people ask me why I love Oakland so much. He said it's just like Atlanta, except you guys have better weed. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember being like, that yeah. is fucking funny because there is a weird. A connection between people in the Bay Area, namely San Francisco and, and, and Oakland, and then the South, and then the South. Yeah, I think there's also, a weird connection. There. I think also because, like, you know, obviously, like you said, there's there's the connection to all the music and everyone. There's some similarities, but when the hyphy movement was going on, you know, like what broke it out was when "Tell Me When to Go" went hit the charts and it started to branch right. out all over America. Mm -hmm. But the South has a very a pretty well. Now it's much more consistent but the south is very 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 unique style like you could hear it I don't, I don't know what the tick is but like there's times i'll hear a beat and i'm like that's a bay beat like i yeah. know right when i hear it like yeah. some of the instruments and sounds like that's from the fucking bay and yeah very very unique and i feel like those two were just kind of they're kind of like birth maybe i'm wrong but like kind of birthplates of being out of the box unique you know they're very yeah, very sort of, strange i've always been more more on the sour side when i hear stuff where i'm like I'm like that's totally some bay shit, but like, I've always been salty because I'm like, well, if that if that if that was a Bay Area artist, that shit would not be popping. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've heard songs like that. Like, what was that song that? Was that a Jeezy song? Killed the club. R I P just killed the club. Yeah. Was that was that Boosie? Or I'm sorry, was that Boosie? That was Jeezy. Yeah, that was Jeezy. That was Jeezy. Not Jock. Not Young Jock. No, Jeezy. Yeah. R I P just killed. That's gotta be Jeezy. Yeah, that was a yeah, that was a Jeezy song, but I remember when that came out, I was like that's that's I was like are you kidding me? That's a fucking that's a Bay Area song. That's a, a that's song. a hyphy song, you know what I'm saying? Well, uh, but if a Bay Area artist would have done that, it would not have You know been. what else the connection is to? Oh, I'm so happy I just remembered this. Okay, so what? the producer who uh you remember so icy so yeah. I say all oh, these girls excited. Oh, you know they like it. Okay, so that is a Bay Area beat. And a producer flew down to the South, made that beat same day and flew down to the South and put that on with 
uh, Young Jeezy, right? Is it Young Jeezy? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. And I remember watching I Vlad. You watch Vlad TV ever? I I haven't watched Vlad TV in a minute, but I have. Um, yeah. By the way, R.I.P. Killed the Club is Young Jeezy and Two Chains. Two Chains. Uh, that's what. Um, but uh, but yeah, I remember watching this thing on Vlad, and he was talking about how that was kind of like not the only, but a bridge, a bridge. You gotta get that. No. A bridge from the Bay to the South because he flew down there and he was really nervous. I forget what the fucking producer's name was, but he was hella nervous because he's like, man, I'm about to go to the Bay the, or, or the South. Like the Bay is super unique. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and it, and it popped off. So like if you ever listen to that song again, you can he- you'll you'll so I see you'll hear it. Yeah, I'll hear the you'll be I'll like the Bay oh, tendencies. There's a little bay ten- I'll yeah, hear the Bay area tendencies. tendencies. Can I get another one? Yeah. Fuck is that. OK bro. with you? Me casa, su casa, fam. Oh, I appreciate you. Okay, So I got. I'll take that one. Mango? Sure. Yeah. I love mango. Well, hold on, dude. I shouldn't shouldn't be mixing. I shouldn't be mixing. (laughs) (laughs) I should not be mixing. Cross-branding. How did we get on to uh, Lil Boosie? I apologize. Um, So. I think we were were talking about. (laughs) Oh, I was talking about the Bay. How it's super unique. You were talking about Uh how, like, uh, oh, I was saying that I like Lil Boosie. Yeah, you were saying saying that that everyone in the Bay likes Lil Boosie. I said that's a weird thing. I don't know. You don't know how we got on that? How did we go on? The- oh, I think said because the because the uh, I've never been a little boozy fan. That's the only reason I was yeah. got onto that. I was the accessibility. Like, okay, so yeah, so and I'm glad that we got back to it because I knew there was something that I wanted to talk about. So the accessibility part about music these days, mm-hmm. yeah, there is some sort of expectation that certain um, artists are, um, you know, a little bit more. What's the word? They're a little bit more. <sighs> formed or they're a little bit more complete as far as being able to do songs Mm -hmm. because the truth is is like more people have access to it than they did in 2009 2005 like now like artists who start off at the age of 11 they don't have to learn how to freestyle because they know how to record because they 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 have the ability to go and get stuff yeah um you don't get the justin bieber where they can play every instrument and can do so many different things because well you know what it's looked at nowadays is like you said the accessibility and the art and everything that they put together um what it boils down to when they're looking at successes is you know what is the following that they've built on the internet you know what is the following that they built on the internet how much how much what's the word i hate using this word fucking how much clout they yeah. have uh fucking clout demons you know Good what i'm saying song, like dude. how much clout have they built on their own how many followers do they have on twitter or instagram how you know how much yeah. presence do they have on the internet and so um you know a lot of the times when they're trying to pick artists even though like yeah they are looking for you know how talented they are like i think the first thing they're looking at is how many followers do they have on instagram or twitter yeah unfortunately because because they want to know because because the thing because the truth of the matter is is at the end of the day if you can do music cool but can we build a brand around you can we build can can we make money off of you do you think that makes it harder to come up in the game because initially like yeah someone would turn their eye because it's like fucking 55 likes like whatever even if the beat is dope or whatever like this guy's got no follow you know what i mean yeah I think it makes it. I think it makes it harder, in a way that there a lot of people are being glossed over for the wrong reasons, mm-hmm. and a lot of people are being chosen for the. I'm sorry. A lot of people are being gl- glossed over and chosen for the wrong reasons, mm-hmm. and a lot of people are be not being picked. Like yeah. a lot of people are being picked for not the right reasons. Right. You know what I'm saying? So do you have do you have like an do you have like an end goal? 
or like a somewhat of a goal in mind when it comes to when it, when it comes to music yeah you know I, I i've thought about this a lot because there's a lot of my thing has always been if i if i if I am able to pop in any way that allows me to be influential, yeah. my biggest end goal is I want to redefine certain things. Like I want to be able to change the perspective and I want to be able to change whatever, you know, the, the popular sound is. I think that's always been my end goal, but like only from a standpoint, like it's getting, it's, it's getting harder for me to attain that goal because people are so innovative these right. days yeah. you know it's where wild. like whereas like when i when i first started wanting to do music i was like i want to be like different and i want to change the way people listen to music but now there are so many innovative artists you know um travis scott mm -hmm. you yeah know, i didn't you know i didn't know i didn't pop on to travis for a while until i saw a youtube video of him perform at where did you shoot that one music video at uh, Coachella. Coachella. Yeah. Yeah. I saw like a video of him. Oh, you saw him perform? I was there probably. Were you? Probably. Yeah. yeah, I've been to Coachella the last six years. That music video is fucking what music what song is that? That was a uh, bad bad shit with my friends. Bad shit with yeah, my friends. Yeah, that was but that was just a song that I had on SoundCloud and I had a boy who a I, I love montages to music. You know how you yeah. like weren't shooting a video yeah, my, video? My my boy uh Jafar Richardson uh -huh. shot that. Shout out Jafar. He's he's you know, he was staying in LA a lot and he, he got good with the camera and got good with yeah. editing and shout out those just... pineapple shirts. Those are bitching, bro. What was that? Those pineapple shirts. Those oh, <laughs> my, I have a pink I have uh, a pink pineapple shirt. A few of shirt. my friends that's so funny, like right before Coachella, like these motherfuckers went shopping and they're like, Yo, what if we matched one day? Yeah, what if we <laughs> what if we one matched day? one day? And they found those pineapple shirts and they were like, Yo, these those pineapple are bangers, shirts are bro. fire. They were popping. It's funny that they were in that video. Uh but yeah, my boy uh Jafar was just me and him talked and I was like, What if we did like a video at Coachella and mm -hmm. it was just a bunch of like B B yeah. footage whatever I said just shoot whenever you feel like and then we'll just pop it on to uh, my song so that's dope that you saw that well, there's uh, a but Travis Scott but I, I saw Travis Scott pro it might have been that year or, or the year before but I remember being there and being like like I didn't want to be there and yeah. I did want to be there all at the same time because the crowd was so fucking nuts for Travis yeah. and his music is such high energy and I'm a I'm a like I I started getting on to Travis when I was like young like okay. when he when he first started popping like I got onto him because I was always always digging for music always on the blogs and stuff and so I got onto Travis like before he like really really popped yeah, yeah. and so I was like a you know day one fan if you will but since his music has progressed and it's gotten to a certain point being at that show it was a bunch of kids who are just a lot younger yeah. and it was it was fucking. It was really, really intense because there was a yeah, lot of. I can only imagine. There was a lot of mosh pits, and he was like, "I want to see fucking two mosh pits," and he'd be like, "I only see three mosh pits. I want to see another wow. motherfuckers." And I'm sitting here like, "We should, we should, we leave. should leave. Yeah, we should leave <laughs> because I don't want to be here." And then yeah. at the same time, while it was happening, I was like, "Man, I can't I stop like, this watching." This is so fucking bounce. cool. Yeah. It was so cool. Uh, so, but anyways, my, my point being, yeah, I, I like Travis. You should stop listening to Andre Nicotina for a little bit okay. and listen to Travis yeah, Scott. Okay. Take it easy. Hey, okay, man. Okay. Hey, but, you know, I, hey. Think, I do think that you're right. I think I miss out on, on some, like, I'm not completely. Travis, Travis changed the game. You know what else? You know what else is something that uh, is, is different about me than a lot of other people? Like, you'll put a song on and there's a lot of times I will have no idea who the artist is, mm -hmm. but I'll know every word of the song. Yeah, that I happens. Mean, to that, me but that's that's just with music. That's what that's that's you know? that's just with music, man. That's that is how music uh, works. I mean, the biggest the biggest. I mean, the internet is obviously the biggest, but like the biggest way to discover people is word yeah. of mouth. Right. It's Nicotina. Word of mouth. I know it's, you're listening to this. Somebody Don't worry, putting I'm something on and stuff. you going, "What is this?" 
Yeah. That, like that's the biggest way. You know, you know, like somebody saying, you know, who I think you'd really like. Yeah. That's that's the number one best way to discover music. Obviously, yeah. like with streaming and playlists and everything that they have these days, those are some pretty effective ways to yeah, discover yeah. music too. But yeah, that is that that is the way to go because how many people are like, oh, check this out and show right. them on the YouTube screen. Right. I was actually I, I showed a couple of my friends the uh, what was the song called at Coachella. Uh, bad shit with my friends. Bad shit with my friends, cause yeah. I love like you know I'm so I grew up in athletics, played college football. You know I was a trainer and stuff like that, and um, have always just loved athletics. But I love like uh, highlight reels and montages and like you know oh, people cool. that are training and things like that and, oh. and progression montages. So like when I and I'll see like some music videos or like a you I know, guess that was kind of like a montage video, huh? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. dope as fuck. So uh, like a, perf a perfect example is I am not. Uh, a fan of big crowds either not not okay. a big i'm too wide for that shit you know what i mean okay. and uh yeah. so me and my friend uh we and my good friend who used to live out here with me his name's jose we were gonna go to this thing called papas and beer in in mexico it's in oh Baja, yeah yeah mexico. over over in uh was it was that place mexicali or uh, uh, rosarito 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 right rosarito so i'm like fuck next that. to tijuana yeah 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 <sighs> tijuana well blast yeah. right but um <laughs> so uh I'm like, nah, dude, it looks like, you know, it just looks crazy. And he sends me this video of Papa's and Beer. Mm -hmm. And it's this montage and it's this dope ass song. And it goes from the day into the night. And I don't know. It's just like that shit, you know, I love watching that stuff. And how they like go from clip to clip and different sceneries and slow motion to normal motion. Like, I just love the artistry of montage videos. So when I watched that, I was like, oh, shit, I sent that to a couple of my buddies. Oh, that's it was dope. dope. Yeah, it was sick. That's dope. I, I really like that song. I wish I would have been able to put it on streaming but i didn't own that beat so dude you got a couple you got a couple yeah uh, no i have that some, i heard that are like like uh i like the ones on soundcloud the soundcloud ones are good the soundcloud one i had some ones on soundcloud that are good i break breaks and eyebrows breaks breaks uh so breaks i did so a lot of the songs that i have on soundcloud that are it's more, breaks and then there's are you talking about on the album yeah yeah yeah, yeah. dude yeah, yeah i was listening i was like that could pop for sure like that could go, that that to me like if I heard that and I heard that on the radio, I wouldn't skip a beat. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that would be that's breaks something is that tight. Could breaks be I did with my boy City. So shout out City, and he also mixed the whole Super Salad album, mm -hmm. and he's he's an incredible artist. He's I like the visual, like the album or the cover of Super mm -hmm. Salad is dope. Too. Oh, that's dope, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was an that was another one of those things that I did where. I was like, okay, this is what I wanted to hear. Yeah. If I you guys it. haven't paused the fucking podcast yet, like, what? I mean, how many hints do we have to put out for these people? Pause the podcast. Go check out Super <laughs> Salads. Like, pause the podcast. Go just listen pause to my it, shit. dude. Go Jesus listen to Christ. My shit. Uh, yeah, yeah. So my boy uh, City got on breaks. It's funny. I've heard a couple people say they like breaks, and like, I love, dude. When I, I when I wrote breaks, okay, hold on. So is there one called Eyebrows? Or yeah, there's Eyebrows. 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 That yeah. was a banger too. So, so, that one was like. Really? Oh yeah, dude. Oh, I was man, about I it. love that. Yeah, I, was I love about that, it. man. I just yeah. I, was, I remember I was cruising down fucking Wells. I just went to the Mexican market and picked up some uh, uh some chicken, and I was fucking cruising down. I was in the parking lot, and it like I, uh, I don't know if it was like on my my SoundCloud kept going or mm -hmm. something like that. 
But I got out and it was one song and I got back in the car and then my Bluetooth connected and that one came on. Oh, okay. And I was like, I was just kind of sitting there and I thought maybe it was my Pandora or something. I was like, oh, uh-huh. fuck. I was like, man, I was like, damn. That's and tight. I started over and I just That's fucking dope. rolled. Smoky as fuck. Rolled the windows down and I was, <laughs> yes, you know, I was cruising through Wells because I had to show love to the Vatos. Like anytime I cruise down Wells, <laughs> I got to You have to roll your there. windows down and play your music loud. I fucking, bro, there's <laughs> That's nothing love, that man. I love La Rasa, more dude. than the Mexican La Rasa. culture, bro. Like, all like just grew up in you know northern california is so densely populated mexican so oh, like, yeah. when and i cruised down south wells i was yeah when i cruised down south wells i was like yes they're here yes <laughs> oh, that's fucking cool Shit. that that's that's dope i love when people tell me songs that they like because like you know i just i did i wrote the songs and when you're writing music you're you know if you're if you want to finish it you have to believe in it you know and so breaks was one of those songs that i did where i was like so this man, Jat Dizzle, produced that beat. Mm-hmm. He gave me that beat, and I was like, this beat is so dope. Like, this beat is dope, and I don't even know what to do with it. And then that was the song that I wrote where I was like, this is, de- like, I want this to be, like, it, it, like, I felt like it was a deep song. So, like, when I wrote it, I was like, I wanted it to be good, right? you know? And then I needed somebody on it, and then I, my boy City was already mixing the whole thing and so he's like he's like yeah I'll, I'll just do the hook or whatever and so when i did that song i remember it being like this song is good but it's not what i wanted it to be do you get scared to ride on a beat like that no not like scared but like this fucking beat is dope yes well so you know, so like so ugh. i do get that feeling but i don't get that feeling because a lot of the times for me i'm always like a lot of times for me i'm always like i like challenges right and and i'm a i'm a firm believer in my own pen and my own ability. So like oh, I yeah. actually I actually really enjoy beats like that. Yeah, I'm a fucking speed up. I dig yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I, I always enjoy that. Like I'm 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 I love getting beats like that where I'm like, okay, what am I gonna do? Instead of beats like where like I get it and as soon as I get it, I'm like I'm like, all right, I know exactly what I'm about to yeah, do. Yeah. Like like the one I mean the ones that are simple, like sometimes are easier to kill, but I like the process of getting something where I'm a little stumped and then I have to yeah. pull out all pull out all stops, you know what I'm saying? So breaks was one of those. Um and oh, then yeah. eyebrows was good. I did that with my girl Siobhan Line Siobhan Landeros. Yeah, and yeah. she has the most beautiful voice. Um and that was a song I wrote way before I, I got to meet. Siobhan yeah. and and I wrote it and I always was like I want to she wanna... fucking killed it she killed it right killed it yeah she killed it she's I amazing lo- she has the most beautiful voice Yeah, like, she has the most beautiful voice is uh, she local? she's from Reno uh, but she or Sparks rather but she lives in New Zealand now so oh, okay yeah. alright good for her yeah no good for her she fucking loves it she's so happy out there every time she comes visit, back to the US she's depressed if you ever go <laughs> visit let me know my bucket list is to go watch uh, the All Blacks rugby <laughs> game Oh okay. Oh god. Okay. I fucking love rugby. Dude. Really? Oh my god. Are you kidding me, dude? I don't know. They're, I wonder how rugby. I'm sure they're probably not doing rugby this year, right? No. No. Actually, I don't know because New Zealand probably doesn't have that many high cases of not that coronavirus. I know of. Not that I know of. But yeah, I can't believe they're doing football. I mean, I love football, and I can't believe they're doing. I fucking football. love football too, but yeah, I mean, like I'm like, man, I can't believe I can't I believe I, I can't believe kids are going back to school. But whatever. Um. Siobhan killed that. She, yeah, she, she killed, killed that song. It. But I wrote that song and I remember writing that song and being like, being like, so like, fuck, I killed this. And then being like, is this corny? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cause no, I was like, it was, it was a banger. I was like, I was like, is this song kind of corny? I was like, it's kind of like, you know, I was kind of on the nose, like, you know, whatever it was about, you know, girls and their insecurities and, yeah. and putting on makeup. 
and that's why I call it eyebrows. When I wrote that song, there was a huge wave of everybody was changing. Like you needed to, to thicker eyebrows now. Right. You know, that, yeah, yeah. when I wrote that, that's what it was about. It's like, you need thicker eyebrows now. It used to be like, Beep. yeah, yeah. It used to be like this and it used to be like, but it's like thicker eyebrows. So then I wrote eyebrows about that and then I had my girl do it. And that song is great. And and I love when people tell me that because yeah. that one took a lot of thought and, and, and you know, uh, perspective to do. So I had a question about another song. Uh, I don't know when it was made, but did you make God as a black woman before everything that's going on right now? Yeah, I did. What do you mean? Well, uh, I the listen, coronavirus? Or what do you what do you mean? Like I listened to God as a black woman. Yeah, and I was listening to the lyrics, mm-hmm. and I was like, you know, with everything that's going on with the BLM movement and, and all this stuff, you know, like it's a. It's uh, a I don't. Know. I mean, I didn't write that. I mean, I might have. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't. The movement have the meaning, that is but, Black Lives Matter. Is a recent movement, but like the the it's a recent movement if you're not black. <laughs> that that's what I guess that's what I'm saying. It's a recent yeah. movement in terms of the label that they put on it. But right. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, activism for uh, equal rights or or uh, civil rights or you know, wanting you know cops to stop killing black people. At the end of the day, like that's been going on forever. Yeah. We've been fighting you know systemic racism forever, whether it's on the news or not, or there's yeah. a body cam or not, or whatever. You know, that's but, been happening. So I mean. Well, I, did I, I write that because of it? No. no. I mean, did did I probably write that because within the last, you know, you know, decade or whatever, things have gotten uh, you know, worse or whatever? Yeah, I think maybe. What, I I, I, I mean, I just I just love the song. I love the lyrics of it. And I think what uh, you know, there is the BLM movement, which I which I love uh I love the movement. I love the awareness that it's bringing. Mm-hmm. I love that people are I don't love that people are stuck indoors. But I do love that people's time is is being consolidated, and now their their eyes and their attention is focused, and people are seeing through a different lens more aggressively than before. Which I think is why this, you know, we've had like, yes, George Floyd pushed it over the edge, but George Floyd is one of many, 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 many that, that yeah. have already happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, you know, w- w- what I was hearing in the lyrics was it was just I don't know, like I like that. When you bring the realism that for, you know, like yourself and myself, like day to day, like, like the, the small interactions on the little things that happen to you on a daily basis that are very, very taxing and very easy to notice for someone like ourselves Mm -hmm. and the other, like I was, uh, my son's mother, her name is Leah and you know, she's from Truckee and she's a, a, a wonderful person, but sure. When it comes to diversity, very sheltered if you would. Right. Yeah. And, you know, we would walk into restaurants all the time. You know, you know, I have a good job and we'd go eat and at nice places all the time. I love to eat good food and try new foods. And I would always make the joke like, you know, we'd walk into a restaurant. And I'd be like a lot of black people in here. And like she would like, why do you always make that joke? But it's, it, it's almost bring like this realization of the daily taxation where it's like, you know, it is very noticeable to us. You walk into a room and nobody looks like you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or like when there's lack of diversity or, or different things like that. Or if you're in a category of somewhere that the diversity is extremely low or the odds of you getting somewhere are extremely low. But it's the daily adversities that I think are, are very, very taxing. No, they, Small they are. So for me, so for me, so I'm bi, I'm biracial. Is that the term? You're bi- uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm mixed. You're I'm mixed. mixed. Yeah. So I'm, I'm half black and I'm half white. So yeah, I was same. raised by my mom. And my mom's white. Same. My mom's white. Look at us. You say same? Same, yeah. Oh, okay. My no dad's shit. black. My mom's white. I didn't Italian, know. Irish, I thought you were. It's the hair, bro. You're no, you know like, what it is, is you, is, is, is you call yourself podcast poppy. And yeah. then you were talking about. Um, the Hispanic, the yeah. Hispanic, being in wells and shit, uh, but you know what? 
Uh, well, I just I used to run with Nortes all no, the time, me, like no, hang me out too. with the Vatos and no, stuff me like too. that. I was actually raised with a lot, like my, some of my best friends are Mexican. Yeah. So but honestly, Pet, but Petaluma, there's no black people, but there's brown people, <clears throat> right? And I'm brown, right? And it was just dope. Like I could run with the Vatos, so right? It was, it was lit. sure, and, and and that's kind of how how it is in Reno too. Yeah. Not a ton of black people, a lot of Mexicans, yeah, yeah, lot, very little, lot, a lot of Hispanic people, yeah, very little black people, and that's how it was for me growing up. Um, but you know, to kind of like piggyback on what, on what you're saying, you know, the, the fact that I, I am biracial and I was raised by my mom, Mm -hmm. my dad is in my life. I, I want to make that clear. Like me and my dad are cool. Like that's my man's, but, uh, being raised by my mom, there was always kind of this understanding of she was white and I was white and Mm -hmm. I was a white person. Um, but there were just certain things that that about me that were not white certain things that yeah. uh, applied to me or did not apply to me or whatever and um i think that it gave me such a unique perspective on cu- cultural diversity but also racism yeah. because i because i kind of get racism in another light that that some people don't and I, and i say that to say you know i you know with at the risk of sounding <sighs> unwoke you know i've gone through a lot of stuff in my life where somebody says so this is racist or like that's racist and like me be you know coming from a from a standpoint where i'm white and my mom's white and like i've seen like racism that was not in like like it's not inherent like some people i think that just some people just they don't know they're ignorant they're ignorant and I'm not like and, 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 and ignorant and, and, like, is always not, used as a derogatory term, but yeah, they're not in the like sense in, of they just don't know. So like people are just not, not inherently racist. Yeah. They, they were just r- racist based on just like, you know, you're trending the numbers, your experiences, the lack of knowledge. Like the, yeah. And yeah. It, I it, mean, so, so for me, like I've always viewed racism very, very like, like a, it's very thin veil because for me, like, I come from a standpoint of being white, right? So I was raised by a white woman. And so a lot of mannerisms and shit that I've got to experience is, is, is from the perspective of a white kid. Mm-hmm. And so I do get it when certain people say, when certain people say like, you know, like if you're like, oh, that's racist. And the other person's like, oh, I wasn't trying to be racist or whatever. And you're like, and the other person's like, no, it's racist anyway. I come from the standpoint where I'm like, I get that they weren't trying to be racist. Right. Right, you know, there's, the, the, there's, there's there's a different so, tone. There's people who do it's, it maliciously. It's so, it's so hard. There's people who do not. I, it's so hard. Like I get, I get. You know, I'm saying I, I'm, I'm, you know, I've been in situations where I've seen somebody be blatantly racist, mm-hmm. and yeah, there's monsters out there. You know, blatantly racist, and 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 they didn't even know because that's just, that's just, you know, what they learned or or, or, yeah. or where they're from. And, and I've seen, you know, but I guess what I'm saying is like, I, you know, I've had a, my fair share of white friends too, especially with growing up. And so for me, like I've always just come from the perspective of, you, you know, I'm black. And so even though I identify as a black person, like at the end of the day, like even though from the outside looking in, I'm not black to people. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not white to people, Correct. but I'm a white man too. Yeah. So I'm just so, as white as you are black. If you would, I am, You're, but, I am. but we're speaking as human beings. I we're am. speaking of how we were raised. We're not speaking on the pigment of your skin. We're speaking about you as a human being. Sure. As true. Yeah, I'm a, just I'm a, as white I'm a, as you are. Black. Yeah. I'm, I'm just as Same. white as I am. Black I'm Italian, black, Irish yeah. and black. Yeah, man. So, so, so I'm, you know, I'm white and so, you know, I, I get it. I get it, especially when we're in such a time where like white 
men, white people are being blamed for everything or, or you know, white guilt and white privilege and shit. I like, think- I get it when they're like, you know, when they're like, I'm sorry, but it's not my fault. Because truthfully, 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 it's not. Yeah. It is, if you were to go back generations and generations. It is, it, it is their job to, be, to, to educate themselves, and it is their job to not remain ignorant. But at the same time, like, at the same time, like, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I guess, like, my perspective has come from such a unique place that sometimes I, like, I have a very, very hard time with picking sides. Right. And I don't think I, and I don't think you, what I see is a huge problem with what's going on right you want another one are you good uh i'll take one more but i, I probably actually got to start getting soon okay cool um, but i will take another one yeah though. yeah yeah if uh, you're okay with that yeah of course bro. um what i see is a that's a huge mistake with what's going on here is the pressure to have to pick a side it creates yeah, this massive divide. that just happened very recently too i think i agree so go kind of piggybacking off what you did I, yeah. you know my dad we had our ins and outs. My dad is a, a fucking amazing human being. He's one of my best friends right now. Word. But my mother primarily raised me and my sister. Okay? okay. Now, when I was very young, my dad was there. You know, we had some whatever, what this, that, or the other. But, you know, being in a in a really interracial family, uh, I think why I've taken a back seat to being an advocate with the movement that's going on right now and not when I say taking a backseat, like not like posting or anything like that. Like I, I work in my own ecosystem, but I think it's wrong and I will never be okay with making these things black and white, like not black and white in race. Like you're either one or the, the other, you're like racist or not. Yeah. Like, like you said, the broad blaming of it because I just can't do it because the things that my mother did and the things that people in my life that were black and white, you know, like there's so many good human beings out there who see mm-hmm. others as human beings. Right. And and when we make this a very generic, like general fight where there's only two sides, it's fucking I think it's fucking wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you can't like everything is situational. Like you said, like some people will say something due to just ignorance. Like it's not it's not my buddy. It's not my buddy. Nate Paul who's one of my best friends. It's not my buddy. Nate Paul's fault that his parents are successful. They're white. They grew up in a white neighborhood. They did them things for themselves. They tried to better their life sure. for their kid. Sure. And in doing that sheltered him from some other cultures that are not as fortunate. So right. when he does speak and he does act and he does make a move that we're not used to and he just does it purely out of ignorance. It's not okay to label that person. But as you know a racist what? And what, what, throw what you him said just, it applies to black people too. If you Correct. Get, if, you're, if you're black and and you get successful and like and and you have the means to, you're moving out of that black neighborhood. Right. I mean, more and more, I feel like people try to be conscious of that and, and try not to because they want more inclusion. But no, nah, the fact. Look, I mean, I get it, but at the end of the day, like if you're black and you're successful. If you're black and you go to a school that didn't have a lot of opportunities or whatever and whatever, and you grow up and, and you make money, you don't want your son going to that school. Correct. You're going to make sure that you, your son goes to the school that, you know, it, yeah. it, like I get inclusion, but, you know, people need to stop acting like you said, stop acting like it's so-and-so's fault yeah. because it's they grew up a, a certain way. It's building a bad narrative and right. And it's turning people to hate what they want hate what they want yeah like there's people out there not all people but there's people who hate other people Mm -hmm. for the things that they have but those are the things that they want safety 
you know, like economical freedom or or stability or right. whatever the case may be. You right. hate what they want. You hate someone because they have something. And That's so true. Nine times out of ten, like I'll tell you right now on the podcast, keep it one hundred. Like I'm gonna do everything I can to to be successful financially, emotionally, cognitively, spiritually right. to build the best life for my son. For and if kid. that means I got to move into a neighborhood, there's no black people. It's the safest. It's the best school. It's the best odds right. of him being successful. And what I believe, my personal belief might be different. Than someone else is a success. That's why then you can fuck see, off. But that's, and that's why open, open dialogue. That's, that's the problem is we don't have open dialogue right now. Yeah. And people are so quick to shut other people out. If, if the opinions are not the same. Yeah. And so we need to have open dialogue and we need to have, um, you know, you got to be have, able to have critical conversations. Yeah, you have to have you have to have conversations with people who don't have the same opinion. Correct. As you. Like the, I mean, the the at, these days, like people are so enclosed in their own echo chambers, yeah. like they don't even want to hear the opinion of another person. Correct. But honestly, that's how we grow. Correct. That's how we grow. That that is how we grow. And you know, at the end of the day, I think it comes down to education. And mm. and you know, if somebody has a different opinion than you, and and they're white, or or maybe it's you know they yeah. they come from a life where they don't understand um then patience and understanding is mandatory patience and understanding and it's okay to to you know to acquire new information and change your mind yeah it's okay to see a different perspective yeah. and also it's okay to to you know have a different opinion from somebody and and still walk away with some form of trying to hear each other out. Yeah. I think that racism, like blatant racism is not one of those things. Yeah, fuck the monsters. Like if yeah. you, it, like if you, like if you're a racist or whatever, like that's not something that we can agree on and still be kosher. But, but at the same time, yeah. if, if there's a part of something in your narrative that is racist, but not because you know, but because that's just how you were taught or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you don't know anything like that or you don't know anything different and we have a conversation that that's different. Like, yeah. cause I'm sure maybe you have something to tell me or whatever. Yeah. Like, and you have to be able to identify that. Yeah. You have to be able to identify that. Like racism to me is not one of those things that you can have differences on and remain like Correct. respectable or be friends. But like, there's, there's so many people who don't fucking know. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many people who don't know what's racist. Agreed. You know what I'm saying? And there's a lot of people who don't realize that their racism is racism. Right. But I do love, the awareness that and that'll be that'll decrease that a lot. I do I do like the awareness too. I just hope that it's awareness that comes with education Correct. because I think awareness, like if you're just being compliant in order to avoid social uh you know, like if you're if you're if you're just being compliant and yeah. in, in, in saying that you're an ally or, or or saying that you're aware without actually being aware because yeah. you want to avoid like tough you're conversations. Just, you're or just aware that now there is, is a side that like you can Like, now pick. you're aware that that this is a bad thing. Like, that's why I didn't like the black squares. Yeah. Like, you know, when everything yeah. was going on a couple months ago, uh, my Instagram black feed Lives is Matter boring as fuck, protest, too. I was like, I was like, <laughs> yo, I said the black squares because, it, like, it was always people who weren't saying anything. Yeah. People who weren't saying anything, weren't talking about anything, and they posed the black square. Yeah. Nah. Well, I don't know. But, but that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, awareness is cool, but awareness without education it's is dangerous. fear. It's fear. It's fear, yeah. You know? Fear you is know. dangerous. I feel like we could uh, fucking rabbit hole down this thing forever. But first and foremost, man, like, uh, this is the first time we've met in person. So it I is, really want to say. Nice you, yeah, man. I really want to say we're fucking, you know, uh, 
plenty of time in. Super easy to wrap with you, man. And I, I appreciate. I really that. appreciate you coming. Yeah. Um, and I hope that I, I hope that fun, you, man. Yeah, I like uh, I like kicking it. I appreciate that, and I hope that you guys uh, have fucking po- paused this goddamn podcast and checked out some of his music because it Pause. truly is. I'm not just blowing smoke. Like, um, it truly is some good music that that a lot of people would like. This podcast a lot of is about to be over to. right after this. Please. Yeah, just go go, I'm, go I'm, to it. I'm yeah. every I'm everywhere. I'm on you know, Spotify. He's Apple on music, YouTube. I just dropped a video for my single. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. look out for him. I'm gonna post. I'll tag him. But yeah, check it out because new art that. is new art. Um, so I appreciate you coming on. And then, uh, thanks, man. We'll get out of here. But also, we got to stay linked, man. We got kids about the same age. We're living yeah. the dad life, how bro. Old is, how old is your son? Two and a half. Oh, my daughter's two and a half. Beautiful. Beautiful what are you man. doing this weekend? Uh, I got my kids camping, so I got a bunny on the way. I'm Elmer Fudd this weekend, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I have my kids, so no bunnies for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Correct. That's what I'm saying. But one of these weekends, seriously, we'll link. And, yeah. What you know, it, I got a killer pool next here. Weekend, we always... I, think, I think I'm going to take my daughter to Wild Island. It, I mean, if the smoke clears up, I'll probably take my daughter to Wild Island. And if you want Whatever. something more low-key, you got the pool here. I take my kid on the ice. No shit. Like oh, yeah, Don't we, say we, that to we, me. I'll hit you up. For real. We'll link yeah, up. I got my, my daughter to come all the time. She's just as wild as a boy. We'll make it happen, dude. I love it. And we'll have a, maybe we'll pop on here and talk about the dad life, you know? Yeah. But again, I appreciate you, Treasy. It's mandatory to know. Honestly, at this point, who cares how you say my name? Just go listen to my fucking music. Go listen music. to his fucking music. <laughs> Just All go right? listen to my music, man. It's your boy, Podcast Poppy. Signing off. Appreciate you. Tune in next time.